This is episode number 14, The Science Behind Stories. This is The Path of Imperfection, a podcast for imperfect women and the imperfect men who love them. If you are ready to show how big your brave is and lean into this human experience, join the journey. Good morning or afternoon or night. What does that even mean? Am I wishing you to have like a good morning or am I demanding you to have one? Am I asking for you to have? Never mind. <laughs> Let's start over. Hi, how are you? How's your day been so far? I'm glad you've come back and are ready to start walking on this path again. I've noticed that something seems to happen for me, at least on walks. I, I've started to notice in walking to prepare for trek. It's this thing that us Mormons do. I've noticed that when I walk, it's easier to talk. It's easier to get deep with the people that you're walking with. So I love that we're walking down this path of imperfection together and willing to get deep with each other. Subscribe to my rest stop, download my ebook. All are free and all are on my website, brickstherapy.com. Someone out there is passing it on because people that I haven't met yet in person have started to subscribe and started to download, which is absolutely awesome. So thank you to you newcomers for exploring. And thank you veterans for passing the word on. I appreciate it. When I was little, my dad was a master at bedtime stories. He would take the three little pigs to a whole different level. I loved the stories that he told and have found that I've actually kind of inherited his storytelling abilities. My love for stories, my craving for them, my need for them is actually very human. The times in life that make the most sense are the times when we have a story for them or some kind of meaning. We can wrap our heads around these things better because there's a beginning, there's a middle, there's an end. They're clean. Those times are contained. Those times have a box, as I put it with my clients, and they fit right in that box. It makes sense. The harder times to understand or to wrap our heads around are the times that have no story or no meaning. They don't make sense. Maybe they don't have a beginning or a middle or an end, or maybe they have some of that. They're messy. They are all over the place. So there's something that happens. There's a science that happens in our brains when we have these harder situations or circumstances or life experiences or relationships or feelings or whatever. We create stories. So here's the science behind that. I have said before, and I will say it a million times over, I love science. I love it because there's a method to it and it can be measured so I can see it. <laughs> the science behind stories was discovered in part by a gentleman named Paul Zak, or he calls himself Dr. Love. He's a neuroeconomist who has identified that when we hear a story, something with a beginning, a middle, and an end. Our brain actually releases oxytocin. Oxytocin is a feel-good chemical that bonds us to others. It connects us, and it also facilitates empathy and empathetic responses. Our brain loves stories. And because of the chemical it releases, we like stories. Even if they aren't awesome, even if they're not full of cupcakes and rainbows, if there's a beginning, a middle, and an end, if we can find some meaning in it all, we are more settled, we're more calm, we're more at peace. This chemical oxytocin is released 
it may not be okay, but at least we have a place for it or a file to put it in our brains or one of those boxes like I talked about. Now, because I'm going to be doing my best to stay off the blame train today and to keep our minds open, to be curious about your stories, I'm not going to dip into where those stories might come from because that's a whole therapy session right there. (laughs) I think it's safe to say that how we've encountered and experienced life up to this point has a lot to do with those stories. Stories are timeless. What I mean by that is they can be created anytime, about any time in our lives. We can give our past a story, our now a story, our future a story. We almost kind of become these time travelers when something happens or doesn't is said or isn't is done or isn't because we are hardwired to want to tie a story to it or to give it meaning. A lot of times, stories and finding meaning can be very healing if used correctly and if they're created on what you know, not what you guess or what you perceive. I say can because it can also get really messy and it can spiral really quick if it's not done with the help of a professional or someone outside of yourself that is healthy and mentally well. Now, that's not to say that every professional you meet is going to meet that criteria either. (laughs) This can be productive when reflecting on explanations, not looking for blame or for excuses. When you're trying to figure out a cause for something that's presenting itself now for you, if we're reflecting on what has happened as a way to gather that information or to use the facts that we know, we then can decide what to do with that information. And that's where it can be helpful. People call the story making, particularly about our feelings and situations and circumstances, relationships, life experiences, all kinds of different things. A gentleman named Steve Harper, who's a historian for the LDS Church, calls the stories that we put onto the past hypothetical history. I think that's kind of a cool way to put it. This is the idea that you look at the past and say, why or what if, right? Brene Brown, an author and researcher, calls it the reckoning or the rumble as you walk into and own the story that you're making up. And a woman named Tasha Urich, or Urich, I don't know which it is, also an author and a researcher, calls it alternative facts. Others call it hypotheticals or assumptions, whatever. I'm a fan of stories, so I say it's the story you're telling yourself or the story I'm telling myself. So in a book written by Brene called Rising Strong, she identifies that the most dangerous narratives or stories are the ones we make up that diminish our inherent worth. Now, y'all know that I drink that Kool-Aid for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. If you've heard any of these podcasts or if you've started to read the ebook, you know that worth is huge. Brene has identified that these stories that diminish that inherent worth are the most dangerous. And I agree 100%. These are the stories we create around how lovable we are, our spiritual worth, and our creativity or our ability. Where stories and meaning become damaging, not helpful, is when hard feelings are generated because of the story or the meaning that we are telling ourselves. We base our thoughts, our actions, our opinions sometimes on those stories. And when we do that, when we decide the fate of a relationship or when we make huge decisions based on that story or when we do things or say things or think things because of that story, 
that we've told ourselves, that's when it gets tricky. Because that story, that meaning, it just might not be true. It might not be accurate. Regardless of whether it's true or whether it's accurate, our brain rewards us chemically when we make sense of something. When we put a story around it, whether it's true or not, our brain rewards us, even if it's self-damaging, even if it's unhelpful. If you've ever said, I just feel like they, or I feel like he just, or I feel like she's just whatever, welcome to the club, this storytelling club. If you've ever made an assumption or a guess, welcome to the club. If you've ever gotten into a disagreement, felt frustrated at someone, or been defensive because you thought someone meant something a certain way, welcome to the club. If you've ever filled in the blanks, welcome to the club. If you've ever blamed others or yourself for how things are or for how things were or for how things will be, welcome to the club. Now y'all look around. We all belong to this club in some regard or another. None of us have completely mastered not being a part of this club. The folks who belong to this club in such a way that they are living in the treehouse, they are taking role, they are providing treats for the club meetings, and they are there every single day. These are the folks who wrestle with things like perfectionism and shame and criticism or judgment, either of yourself or of others, who blame themselves or others, or who otherwise have issues with worth. These folks are committed to this club. They are loyal to this club. And if any of those of you out there are wrestling with this, some of these wrestles have been or continue to be mine, we get to get curious about these stories that we've told ourselves that might be inaccurate. Get curious about if those stories are founded on truth or founded on programming. Programming is what we receive from our families of origin, from past hurts, traumas, past experiences. Programming isn't how it is. It's what we've been taught or told or shown or is more about the stories we've had to make up to make sense of things. Are we all here? Have I leveled the playing field? Can each one of us agree that at some point in life, if not more often than not, we've told ourselves these stories that weren't accurate and that weren't based on anything else but hypotheticals, assumptions, how we thought they felt, what we thought they thought, us filling in those blanks. Aren't we all here? So now what? We have this common humanity going on. Now what? Well, first, you have to be willing to get curious about it. You have to get curious about the feelings that are coming up for you, how that feels inside of your body, the thoughts that accompany those feelings, how that feels inside of your body. Oh, and my chest is super tight, or my stomach is just hurting, or whatever body response is happening because of the feeling that's being generated. So you tell yourself a story, or you give it some kind of meaning, and then all of a sudden your body starts to feel it, and you start to have whatever go on inside of your body. You've got to get curious about that. We've got to kind of lean into that discomfort, and then you challenge the story. Is this a programming thing, or is this truth? Not, is this my truth? Because that's just putting lipstick on a pig, y'all. Your truth is a story. It's, is this the truth? Am I trying to protect myself with this story? Am I being generous in giving someone else the benefit of the doubt or in thinking that they're doing the best they can with this story? If you can't see past your nose in this because your body is so consumed with the feelings that are coming up because of this story, then tap into your people for perspectives. That might be a good friend. It might be a family member. It might be a therapist. 
Now I warn you, if these people that you're tapping into are not in a wholehearted place of mental health, if they're not authentic, that's going to get sticky. So be careful who you tap into. But we have to have this challenge go on where we start to ask ourselves a lot of those questions that I've just asked. Then here's where our choice comes in. And y'all, I'm just a fan of choices. I am worth, right? We get to decide how our ending is going to go. So we're still giving ourselves a story. We're just not believing the one that we've already given ourselves necessarily. The ending to this story, to this rumble, to this reckoning that you're doing with the story that you told yourself hasn't happened yet because that story is just being written. You can absolutely pick how to respond and how to interact with God or yourself or others and the world after you've challenged that story. You can pick those things, your response, that interaction. Those are the ends of our story and those we get to write no matter what happens, no matter if something has happened to us. No matter if we're not at fault, no matter what, we can write that story ending. Again, your response, your interaction with whomever it is, with God, yourself, others, the world, whatever, that's the end of your story. And again, that hasn't been written yet. You get to write that. You get to choose that. Now, at this part of your journey, at this part of our journey, we're at a fork in the road and we're looking at two different paths. One is smooth. It's obviously been traveled a ton. It's straight. It looks very clean and promises feelings that you know. Not all fun ones, but familiar ones. The other one is less traveled. It's rocky. It's crooked. It's unpredictable. The only thing you know for sure is that hard feelings, some you're familiar with, some you aren't, are going to happen on that path. You get to decide. I get to decide which road do you want to continue on. And you get to pick over and over and over and over because things are going to happen in our lives. Relationships are going to happen in our lives, circumstances, conversations that put us at this fork every time we get to pick which road we're going to travel. You get to pick because now you have new knowledge about these stories that we're telling ourselves. We don't get to judge our then selves with our now knowledge. We absolutely get to decide what to do from now on, though, especially when it comes to what we do with the stories we tell ourselves. And if we're willing to recognize that it is not truth, that it's programming sometimes, and recognize that story and lean into it, all the uncomfortable feelings, challenging it, we get to decide how those stories end. Well, with that, enjoy your journey this next week. Brave the battle, y'all big news. I have written a book, an ebook. This is uncharted territory for me, but I'm leaning into what Father has told me to do. So here we go. (laughs) This book is called Ministering Through Connection. You can get a free copy chapter by chapter by going to my website and by clicking on the little pop-up that happens at the bottom middle of the page. Stick with it. I'm still ironing the kinks out of that, but when it pops up and you go to enter your name, if it shifts down a little bit, Stay with that pop-up. Put your information in there so that you can get chapter by chapter ministering through connection. 